and bring for you guys tonight. So I feel like just turning the pulpit over to you a little bit. Um, I apologize for those who came tonight who were hoping to see a grand speaker and uh, someone really hoping to get, get something. You have to suffer under the Brian show tonight. So the good news is, is the first half's behind it because it was up at the piano and now that's done. You don't have to listen to me sing anymore. So you can thank yourselves for that a little bit. And, uh, but I do have a word for you. Um, it's something that came to my mind as the pastor was preaching on Sunday. And uh, I thought, well, God, if that's what you want me to speak on, then let it continue to come. And, well, I think he's done that. So um, it's not over... Uh, a new subject by any means. It's one I'm sure many of us have heard a few times over, but I hope to bring a little different flavor to it, just a little bit with my background and who I am as a person and what drives me on a daily basis. Um, and I hope to impart some of that onto you guys. So welcome. It's good to have all of you here. It's good to worship with you. You are my family. You're the folks I love hanging out with more than anybody else. And uh, so, welcome to our family, and uh, 
I didn't ask your last names, I apologize. Diane and Hayden, right? And uh, welcome to the family. You only get to be visitors one time, so if you come again, you're brothers and sisters with us, so just preparing you, preparing you there. Um, so I thank you for this church, and I thank you for who you are, and I thank you guys for all that you bring every time you come to this sanctuary, every time you come to a study or a worship service. You all bring a certain level of talent. And we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. So, Brother Mark. Just a quick note on talent. Uh, part of our thought line, obviously we went through a very injurious election. Inflamed all kinds of passions, some good, some bad, some really ugly. However, our talent is to be lights. And the light, your Call people down. Blaming them now, even if you said, okay, they all voted for somebody to test, two terms. Don't worry about it. Your job is to be a light and continue to be a light. And that's where your talent starts. Amen. That is Amen. good. Amen. So I have a little activity for you. I want you to look at the person next to you and I want you to tell them you're talented. Now that you've shared a very appropriate compliment, I want you to turn right back to them and get to them and tell them what talent you see in them. I just say you're friendly. Wow, that took a lot for you to say. All right, well, I hope, I hope and I pray that uh, even if there was a little jesting involved, I hope that what you just heard in your ears was genuine and true and um, uplifting, encouraging, right, beneficial, okay, something maybe we needed to hear on a night when darkness seems to abound for some, okay, Sister Corey, were you going to, oh no, okay. she was adjusting the mask. Okay, so when God looks at you, God sees a vessel for use. Okay? God sees a vessel for use. And I believe when our pastor looks at you coming through the door, he also sees someone very vital to this body. In our midst. Okay? Now, if some of you heard comments that said, you know what, you're really good and talented at video games. And you feel like you're only talent sitting in a chair and played in Madden. Okay? 
I, I'm here to hopefully coach you all tonight that there is a talent within all of us that can be used for God's kingdom and glory. That's right. Okay. And I, for those who have not heard me speak before, okay, I very much appreciate kind of an open forum, open to input, open to comments, okay? I do also like to have multiple readers instead of just listening to me read. So I'm going to go ahead and pre-assign some of these verses so we, aren't get, we don't get caught as time moves on. So the first one, Matthew 25, 14, who's willing to read it for me? Brother Sam, that's yours. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Alicia, that's yours. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Colton, that's yours. 1 Corinthians 12 and 18. I'll take it. From Grant, thank you. 1 Corinthians 12 and 31. Sister Denise, thank you. Top of the next page, 2 Peter 3.18. Corey, thank you. 1 Peter 2 and 2. Thank you, Jacob. 1 Peter 2 and 2. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3. Brother Mark, thank you. Ephesians 4 and 15. Jacob doing double duty. He wants double the blessing. I love it. Luke 1 and 53. Devin, you're on it. Thank you for those stepping up to speak up. I pray God blesses you. All right, on the front cover here, we want to show your talent. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about talent. Possessing talent and utilizing your talent are themes mentioned in Scripture. We need to adhere to. Okay, now wait a second. You're saying, Brian, God talks about talent in the Bible? How many's ever read the Bible? How many know that the word talent in the Bible doesn't mean the skill that you utilize? When you find the word talent in the Bible, do you know what it actually means? When it's referenced most of the time? It's a weight, right? It's a instrument of amounts, either of poundage or dollars and cents. Right? But we often interpret it, at least for tonight's lesson, in the skill and abilities that God has bestowed us with. <clears throat> so hopefully we've established that when you ask the question, do I have any talent? Hopefully you heard from your neighbor that yes, you do. Now I ask the questions, do you have many talents? So turn to your neighbor tonight and say, I have more than one talent. I want you to think of your own personal walk, okay? And I want you to tell the person right next to you what you believe your greatest talent is for the gift of God. You can, you can do it right now. Submission. <laughs> your turn. I find this question hard for you. 
Sister Kathleen, what's your greatest talent for the gift of God? Using my hands to play. Using her hands to play. Anyone else in the church feel like that Sister Kathleen maybe has a stronger talent, at least in your vision and thinking, of what she has done? I think um, always giving, being a fact checker. Yeah, because uh, anytime pastor says something, she'll kind of be like, nope, this is good. So, yeah. The accuracy for correctedness. I like it. Yeah. Would you have ever said that was your primary gift and talent? A lot of people think that's a fault. <laughs> Consistent and faithful people to the Church of God. True. That's one. That's a hard one to argue. That's a hard one to argue. So we're establishing that Sister Kathleen has numerous talents, right? Right. I uh, I appreciate her continued dedication to getting a job done. It is the spirit of giving unlike many. Right? Amen. If she commits to something, you better believe it's going to get done. Okay? There will not be a job undone that she commits to. Sister Gwen. Sister Kathleen, hopefully you got a little something out of the, the message tonight. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So thinking about the talents that you have, some of them fleshly and carnal and we use on a daily basis, some of them appropriate and utilized in the church, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say the talent that you like to do best. What's your favorite talent about yourself? your favorite talent about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's great is that anyone close to a school age, whether it be college age or high school age, they're all into this and they just do this automatic because they have to do it in schools all the time. Anyone over the age of 22 right now is like, okay, Brian, let's get moving. <laughs> Maybe I should say 29. Yeah. 31. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the next paragraph here. The talent you possess has been ordained and created in you by God. Okay, now wait a second. But I am a master chocolate chip peanut butter cookie maker okay no one touches them i only make them on for very special people and very special occasions okay you're not going to beat my cookie you're just not but you can't tell you can't tell me you can't tell me that god gave me that gift that's all brian long 
right? Nothing about that's God. Well, that's not really the case because if you didn't have the outline of your brain and the patterns and the thoughts and how to collect them and how to call yes. them and how to put that knowledge to work, it would all be for naught. Hmm. So then the chocolate chip peanut butter cookie wouldn't exist. Not in that form. <laughs> How about maybe gave, gave you the God given ability to persevere because your first bath was burnt? <laughs> Brother Kelly was not in my early days of cookie making, but clearly he, he's got some life experience that tells him so. Perfection yeah. takes a while. It does. It does. It does. You are not meant to walk this planet to steal air and take up space. Anybody heard that phrase? You're no good. All you do is take up space. No? I work with a lot of kids in the school district that get told that pretty regularly. All you do is steal air. But God's intent is not for us to just steal air or take up space, right? God's intent is for us to utilize the talents that he's given us. Your influence on others needs to be paramount in your thinking, and your talent is a good place to start. How many get to the end of the day and then ask themselves, what was my influence on the people I met today? Have you ever asked yourself that question before you go to bed at night? What was my influence on the people I interacted with today? When you think back on some of those interactions and you remember that, you know, that one person you yelled at a couple times and you remember the, oh, you saw that person from afar so you avoided them and made hoped you didn't see them or talk to them. Okay? Or you walked real fast to cut somebody off in line so you can get to the grocery line a little faster. Anybody reflect on any of those moments? Okay, I'm going to be honest. My life's busy enough. Time is of the utmost importance. And if I don't get out of work now and get to Griggs so I can get a birthday present and get home, my wife and kids are going to yell at me because they have prepped the house all day for a little birthday party. And that birthday party's got to happen within two hours because then I got to get to church. I got to make sure my lesson's ready to go. And I got to be ready to go by 7 o'clock. Excuse me, get out of my way. Right? Anyone else have a life like that? Or am I the only lucky one? Okay. But in America, I, I'm guessing that I'm not the only one with the hustle and bustle. Okay. And when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to think about... I didn't shake Brother Andrew's hand when I came into church tonight. 
there were three or four people that stopped to just talk to me just to say, hello, brother, good to see you. And I was on the computer trying to finish up my study. Right? And I'm going to, oh, wow. Did I take the moment that God gave me in that time to use the talent he's put in me to say, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. Wow, it's great to see you. Right? That's a talent, by the way. The influence that you can embark on someone else, that you can impart to somebody else. Okay? That's a talent. A smile that you can give to someone today that can completely change the course of their day. That's a talent. Okay? It's a talent you have when you can greet somebody in the coffee line and when they say, how are you? To the hundredth customer, you can say, I'm just having the best day I've ever had. And they look at you like you're crazy. Because you certainly don't mean it. <laughs> but then I say, absolutely, I mean it. I'm in paradise right now. I'm about to get a Dutch Brothers coffee. Life can't be any better. Right? But leaving that influence... I guarantee they remember me the next day because they think I'm a little crazy. But then it only takes two or three times and then they remember my name. And then they memorize my drink. And now we're talking about, you know, kids and soccer and basketball instead of, can I get a white mocha, please? Right? It is the influence that you have from the talent that God has given you. All right, Matthew 25, 23, the only scripture I'm going to read tonight, says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. All right, Bible scholars, I need to hear from you. Tell me where this passage of scripture is from and what is this, what is this scripture part of the story? Say it loud, Corey. She says, the parable of the talents. Does anybody, anybody have a, a quick summary of the parable of the talent? Yeah, the, the parable of the talents. Uh, the Lord left on a journey to somewhere. I, I don't believe it calls out where he goes, but he gave them five talents to one. To re two talents to another and one talent to the last. The five doubled it, the two doubled it, and then the one hid the money in the ground because he was scared to, to lose the one that he had. And when the Lord came back, he was satisfied with the, the five because he doubled the money. And I believe that was when he was talking to the, the servant that doubled the, the two talents. He said, you can enter into my rest. And then with the, the guy that hid the money in the ground, he wasn't happy with him at all. And... Uh, threw him into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I just read this a few days ago. <laughs> Jacob's an expert. So Jacob's talent is summarizing scripture. That was very good. That was good. That was great. Okay, we're going to reference that as we move on tonight. Let's move on because, wow, we're almost out of time and I haven't even started yet. So, Matthew 25, 14. Who did I give the prescription to? All right, Sam, go. 
For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Guys, so Jacob kicked off our story. Looks like this is the exact scripture he referenced. Yeah, the guy's going to a far country. And God delivers the goods. So for those who like to fill out my little worksheet that I fill out for you, because you get bored of listening to my voice, you can write in the word goods. We also have an open crossword on the back with no numbers or letters in it. You just get to guess where the word goes, and hopefully you get it right. Something I wanted to pick out here. Did every servant, in the summary of Jacob's story that he gave us, did every servant get something? Did every servant get the same thing? No. So we serve a God that's not fair. Brother Mark? God mets out what he says he will met out to you and then expects the increase. Okay. So he gave Sister Kathleen okay, some correctness some dedication, some perseverance to the end, some hand playing. Are you saying, Brother Mark, he's going to expect at least four more things back? Four more. You might not just want to limit yourself to some <laughs> I'm glad I'm not Kathleen. She's got too much talent. Okay, but we live in a land right now where it's equality for all, right? We should all get the same amount of stuff everywhere, right? Isn't that society today? That it's not fair if Jacob gets, you know, $20. I, I should also get $20 because I breathe. <laughs> right? That's a lot of the mantra today is... I just had to deal with that very thing today in the school district. We passed a law in Washington. It's called House Bill 1660. That House bill says if you have students that are poor, they don't have to pay for an ASP card. They get it free. And I can't tell people I'm giving them a free ASP card. Isn't, no, shouldn't that line up with scripture? God gave out five to one, two to another, one to another. Shouldn't under the program that we operate today, shouldn't God, you know, subsidize four to this guy who only got one? You have to go back. Do we serve an unfair God? No, we certainly don't serve an unfair God. But we have to understand that under today's society, that if someone's looking to become a Christian and come into the church, they're getting hit with this mantra non-stop. Equity for all. Right? And now they come into a church and the church says, well, some get five, some get two, some get one. Okay? Not everybody's in agreement with that thinking, that methodology. Okay? Again, going back to the talents that we have to love one another, right? So Ken, based on this story
story of God handing out five and and three and one or two and one. I forget what it is now. I did all the studying here. Can we make an assumption about today's life? Is God going to give an abundance of talents to somebody? Is God going to give one talent to somebody? Yeah, he still does that. He still does that. But you know what? God expects us to use that talent. That's Corey. Something from that parable that was brought out to me once is that the, the Lord says to that servant with one talent, he goes, you wicked and slothful servant. You know, it, it's amazing how sometimes when we feel like we don't, um, we're only given a little bit, how we can so compare ourselves to others or get so fearful that we, we hide the things that God has given to us. And he says, don't you know that I am a tough master? And I think sometimes that's hard for us to, we only see Jesus as loving and sweet, but he has expectations as well for us that we don't just hide of what we've been given under a bushel. And so that, that parable has always scared me, <laughs> you know, just to be honest, <laughs> not, to, not to take anything for granted that God has given to me expects us to use the talent that has been bestowed. Yeah, that's good. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Brother Andrew, go. Yeah, I'm going to say something about the talent. I think personally... I think personally with talents, I think, um, like you're saying, if God's an unjust God, I don't think he is. Because he created you, so he knows what you have. Yes. But he gives He gives accordingly to your needs. And it's up to you to use that. So sometimes people that might have one talent and won't use it because they're afraid. Maybe somebody might not be able to do carpentry or might be able to be an athlete, but they can sing. But with that one talent that they have, in my thinking, it could translate to that person could be shocked and don't want to sing. But you never know if you can sing, you might be a blessing to others because of the talent that you have. Just like friendliness. You may not be equipped to be anything else, but if you have that personality and you say, well, all I have is personality, why God give it to me? Well, God gave this person athletic ability. Mm -hmm. God gave that. But that personality that you have could be used to bring somebody to church. You know, it just depending on what God gives you, it's up to you to use that. Amen. That's good. That's good. All right, Sister Alicia. Yeah. Say it again for me nice and loud. Okay. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. We are particular members. We are particular members. How many want to be the left pinky toe? All right, Brother Colton and I are one together. Okay. Do you think that every member of Christ's body is essential? Are there some that may be more essential than others? No one's brave enough to answer that question. They're afraid there might be a wrong answer, huh? 
Brother Mark. Well, essentially, every part is essential. And the thought line there with the toes is, you take your toes off, you have lost your fine balance control. Yeah, that's good. All right, for those who don't know me, okay, you may not know this, but I don't have a full left pinky. I know. Okay. Very few people know this, because it's not actually too noticeable unless, uh-oh, check, check. Am I out? So I've, I've, uh, I had the unfortunate mishap of, you know, carrying my oldest son in a crate, I was going to say cradle, but that's not the right word, car seat, right? And I went to uh, transfer him to my right hand as a baby, young infant. And I was closing our wonderful uh, car on our Honda. And check, 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 check. So as I'm going to close the uh, car on my wonderful Honda, instead of using the door like normal people do, okay, I had my hands over the top of the door when I went to close it, right? But as any good father, I was paying very close attention to my son. I was holding in my right hand. So as I closed the door, I'm walking away. And well, a piece of my uh, finger didn't exactly make it through the door jam. Now I will tell you that this pinky is not essential. I have lived 13 years without a full pinky. And I've been just fine. So is my pinky not essential to my body? My hand looks funny, look at that. I have probably scared away people because my hand looks funny. That's good. So you're saying my pinky is essential. You told me yesterday. <laughs> that, well, that's, that's, yeah, I'm glad she said that. I was brave enough to say because that's exactly right. And if I'm completely honest with you, there have been very few jobs in those 13 years, but I have had situations where I'm trying to work on very detailed work and my fingers are all engaged in something and it would be really beneficial to have one more little pointy digit to assist. Playing the piano, I don't have quite the spread that I used to have. So kind of what you're saying is that like, it's not needed for some things, but there are certain things that it will be useful and important for. That is correct. Brother Kelly. Well, I know that Brother Hurst drew his fingernail along on his pinky so he could take his nose. Okay. Is that being used for God's kingdom? That's really the question. Is it used for God's glory? <laughs> okay, so Jacob uses his to prop the torch appropriately. Hold my phone. And Brother Grant uses his to hold his phone. Use the pinky for the cup and drinking a cup of coffee. How many feel like they're a pinky in God's kingdom? Pinky toe. Okay, there's a couple. There's a couple here. Okay, 
And what, what we are trying to establish, and what Alicia summed up very nicely, is that your talents are useful in the kingdom of God, no matter how minor you may see that they are. All right, we've got to move really fast. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. For the body is not one member, but many. All right, so the word is many. There are roles to fulfill all over this world. What I do here for God in Richland is very different than the role I would fill in Cambodia. And we're all here tonight for a reason. Okay? God has blessed me with a limited set of talents. Okay? And if I was somewhere else in the world, I fully believe that God would bless me with a different set of talents than I am blessed with right now standing here today. Okay? Yet I am the same vessel for him. Okay, Sister Marlene, when you were in Africa, do you believe that you had the same talents then that you do today? Okay. So God adapted you to the situation you were in. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to get into that, and I wanted to spend way more time on this next part. All right, so we're going to move on here. 1 Corinthians 12 and 31. Did I skip 12 and 18? I apologize. 1 Corinthians 12 and 18. But, but now have God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. God decides as it pleased him. P-L-E-A-S-E-D. Pleased him. You know, I have hung out with a few people that have gone against the leading and encouragement of God. And their lives are not exactly smooth sailing. Now, does God bring storms into your life intentionally? Maybe, maybe not. I just know that when you are walking in the will of God and utilizing the talents for the purpose He ordained you to do, Breathing air is really simple. Okay? And there's a difference between utilizing the talents God blessed you with and constantly fighting against God knocking on your door saying, use your talent. Right? And there's situations that you come in and interact with on a daily basis. And if you fight against it, oh, God, I really don't want to talk to them. I don't want to buy them a gallon of milk. Or, oh, God, no, I don't have time. Okay, there's going to be struggle. Take the three seconds. Pass an encouraging word. Give a dollar to the poor man. Buy a gallon of milk for somebody. Okay? God will bless you. Your steps will be ordained. Your health will be increased. Life will be much, much easier. 1 Corinthians 12 and 31. Covet the best gifts, best being the word in there. Now wait, okay, now wait a second. Now I know scripture contradicts itself because I know for a fact there's a scripture that says, do not covet. Right? I know I'm right. Don't covet 
everything in proper context. Okay. All right. So you're, you're, you're telling me there's more to the story. Is that what I'm hearing? Because I, I, I fully, fully expected, you know, to win this one. Because it, God's telling us that we're supposed to covet the best gifts. So I'm supposed to want to have the best talents that God can give me? Absolutely. So it's okay for me to pray on my knees and say, God, give me the talent and the situations you want me in and let me fulfill them to your desire. It's okay to pray that prayer. Yeah, and we should be praying that prayer. God, give me the ability to write music that will influence and let us worship. God, give me the positive attitude that will bring some people around me out of ruts and fear and loneliness. God, give me the encouragement and leadership as a father that I can that put my kids in a situation where they'll be successful. It's okay for me to pray those prayers? Yeah. Yeah. And I think he expects me to. All right, maximizing our potential. So the most important part of this whole study, and we've only got five minutes to go, That's all right. we're not going to get through it all. I'm going to ask that you read through these scriptures before you go to bed tonight. Okay, this next section is super powerful, and I'm, we're going to hit on it 100 miles an hour here. Let's go first, or Second Peter 3.18. That's good. That's good. First Peter two and two. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So what's the word we're putting in here? Grow. grow. So God doesn't want my talent to just stay what it is right now. So just for a fun exercise, you know, I feel like God has given me the talent to write music. I feel like that is anointed. I truly, fully, hundred percent believe that God gave that to me. I pulled up some songs that I wrote like 20 years ago. Do you have any idea how bad those songs are? I should sing one or two for you here in the future and you'll be like, oh, he's crazy. They're bad. I mean, they are like, they're just not good. Like, you need to bust out an accordion with a kazoo to play these songs. Okay, it's, it's scary. Okay. But God, over time, has allowed me to write, you know, a few more songs since then. I've had to go into prayer and worship and earnest desire to say, God, develop this talent. God, inspire me. God, bring words to my mind. God, give me melodies. Let me sing hymns and spiritual songs unto my heart and to the Lord. Right? Yes. And he has. I have grown in grace with that talent and ability. Now, when you identified what your talent was tonight, okay, and one that you can use for God's purpose, I need you to be praying constantly, God, increase that talent in my soul. Increase the talent in my soul that I have. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3. We all, indeed, are obligated to those who death. Give thanks always to God for you, brethren, as it's fitting, because your faith is growing exceedingly, and the love of every one of you, each 
toward others is increasing and abounding. Our love for each other abounds. A B O U N D S. Okay. As your talent grows and it's put into action and on display for others to see, we need to be encouraging each other. We need to be picking each other up. We need to be saying, wow, I really appreciated what you shared or what you used or how you use that talent. We need that's part of the growing process. Sister Marlene, when you open a word, that's a it just feels like it's prophecy. <laughs> I will tell you, when you open your heart and share what God's put on your soul, it is like, it is, it is like wine for me to drink. It is soothing. Okay? And we need to take those times and moments, and we need to encourage each other when we are moved by the use of others' talents. Okay? That way it can be encouraged, and we can take the time for our love to abound. Ephesians 4 and 15. Speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So we're speaking the truth in love. We speak the truth in love. Okay, did you know that in this parable, Jacob summarized for us that every one of those talents were multiplied? Right? Every one of those talents were multiplied. Whoever took the five, they went and got more. Right? And that took growing. That took cultivating. That took truth telling. That took being honest with, with each other and loving each other. Luke 1, 53. Amen. What's the word we're putting in here? Empty. Hungry. God fills the hungry. If you are content with your talent and you're not praying for growth in your talent, I am calling you a rich man. We need to be taking the talents that God has bestowed upon us and we need to be hitting our knees in prayer saying, God, multiply the talents. Okay? Let me use the talents you have for your glory. Okay? And when you do that, you are hungry for the things of God. And God just continues to cultivate. He continues to water. He continues to magnify. And now all of a sudden, you have multiple talents to use for his glory. Amen. Let's all stand. Brother Kelly, will you dismiss us in prayer?